I'm Amanda Pittman, and this is the Confident Woman Podcast. This podcast was created to equip you to stand confidently upon the finished work of Jesus. In this community, we'll talk about what you care about most, living shamelessly for Jesus, speaking unapologetically for truth, and bringing heaven to earth. So make yourself comfortable. We're going to chop it up, keep it real, and change the world. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. I am in the backseat of my car. That is my desired filming slash recording location. Well, really just recording. And um, it's been a journey getting here. Um, I've had some crazy audio snafus. It was done and uploaded uh, yesterday. It was finished yesterday, uploaded today. Had so many issues with it. And so I just said, you know what? I'm going to hunker down and re-record because this message is that important. So are you guys ready to hear this very important message that, that the enemy tried to steal? Okay? Listen, I want you to think of me as your online BFF or your virtual mentor. And if I'm going to hold that valuable place in your mind and heart, then I'm going to have to keep it completely real with you. I'm real with you about this recording situation, but I'm going to be real with you about your life and your mentality and you downplaying yourself, okay? Yes, I'm going there. I'm going there. So your creator perfectly designed you to be you. He designed you to shine. So whenever you discount yourself, you're downplaying the creativity and brilliance of God. I know, I just just dived right in, but we're going there, okay? Track with me. When you say things like, Well, I'm kind of pretty, but, or I just have this little mini project that I'm kind of working on, on the side when I got a little bit of spare time. It's not really anything. Does that sound like you? Or I just want to do a little something here and there. No big deal. I don't want to bother that person. I don't want to ruffle any feathers. So, oh, this old thing, I've had it for years. Or, oh, I just want to be serving in the background. You downplay. You downplay your importance. You downplay your intelligence. You downplay your beauty. You downplay your style. You downplay your passions. You downplay your calling. You downplay everything. You don't want to seem too big or you may even feel guilty about being you. You may even sabotage the great that comes your way because you don't believe that it's really for you. When you receive a blessing, you watch your back, believing that a a curse is like right around the corner. You expect the little, but then you go around and reject the big. Stop downplaying yourself. Are you ready to go there, sis? Stop downplaying yourself. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8 says, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. I love that this passage of scripture says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord and whose confidence is in him. And that, that you become this tree that's planted and then you bear fruit. 
you're only blessed because your confidence is in him. You only have such a fruitful life because you're rooted in the source. When you're rooted in the Lord, you can have the confidence that you're going to bear fruit. The heat can come and you don't have to be afraid. You can be evergreen, baby. You can be evergreen. Let's keep going. I'm going to go to John 15 verses 5 through 8. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Did you catch that? When you abide in Jesus and then you bear fruit, that fruit, that good outcome, that harvest bears witness to the fact that you belong to God. It bears witness that you are a disciple. Bearing no fruit, you're not connected to the vine. If your confidence is in the flesh, it will breed death. But let's think about the flip side. If you are following the Lord and you are remaining connected to him and God continues to elevate you and expand your reach and promote you and use you in a powerful, mighty way, why would you downplay that? And and let me be really clear, okay? Because I want to clarify this, just make it crystal clear. We are not talking about people who sell their souls to the devil. We are not talking about people who do the wrong things yet get rich and famous and and powerful. We're not talking about those people. We are talking about Christian women rooted in Christ and God wants to use you. Maybe you're being used mightily in your local church. Maybe the Lord is giving you the gift of influence in your educational sphere. Maybe the Lord has place an incredible nonprofit in your hands or incredible business in your hands. Maybe there's just favor all over your life. Maybe you have some really incredible connections. That's the type of woman we're talking about. So if it's the Lord who's promoting you, if it's the Lord who's bringing the harvest, then why would you reject what it is that he is bestowing upon you? Catch this. It's not because of your own ability that you're great. It's because of his ability. It's not because of your own power that you're great. It's because of his power. But does that change the fact that you're great? No. Are you catching my drift? He's God and you are his daughter. You are co-heirs with Christ. You are a royal priesthood and a holy nation. To put it plainly, yes, you're great. And you're great because he is great. Matthew 5.16 says, In the same way, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So we don't shine so that people can see us. We shine so people can see Jesus. We we live for the glorification of the Lord. But if we don't shine, what will people see? Darkness. They'll be blind in one eye, can't see out the other. Just going around like a chicken with their head cut off. I like how Matthew 5, 15 puts it. It says, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. 
And then in Matthew 5, 16, it says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise who? Your heavenly Father. Listen, you have a moral obligation to shine. When you downplay yourself, it's like you're putting a bushel over your light. It's like you're putting a basket over your light or a bowl or whatever you want to call it. You have a moral obligation to shine, but you're downplaying yourself. You have a responsibility to be great, but you're downplaying yourself. You have a moral obligation to shine. You have a responsibility to be great. So let your light shine and do not dim it. Leave average and ordinary to the world. If, if I can keep it really real with you, I see a lot of unbelievers who are really excellent and doing really great and have a really great mindset. They have, you know, what do they talk about? Law of attraction, um, you know, remove all limiting beliefs and stuff like that. And they're smashing it. They're killing it. Why? Because they believe they deserve it. So what we need to do as Christian women is get our mentality right and our theology right and stop having this false humility thinking that it makes us more holy. You're not holier because you downplay the very gifts that God gives you. Can we keep it real? So let's leave average and ordinary to the world or we can be even more excellent than the world. It's time for Christian women to be at the forefront using their gifts, their skills, talents, abilities, personalities, and life experiences to live for the glory of God, to be chain breakers, to affect education, policy, entertainment, culture, and most of all, our own homes. Yesterday morning during my quiet time, the Lord told me this, before men, you will be great. Before me, you will be weak. What does that mean? It means that before men, I'm going to shine. They're going to see my good deeds, but then they're going to glorify their father in heaven. But I, I, I may get the privilege of being great before men, but I'm going to be weak before the Lord. I'm going to say, I know where my source is. I know what the source of my strength is. There's nothing wrong with Christians holding influence, as long as they're using that influence to point back to Christ. We're strong before people, yet humble, submissive, yielding, weak before the Lord. We understand that he is the source of our strength. He is the source and we are the vessels. He is the good news. We are the messengers. He's the cause and we are the, the ambassadors. Think about it this way. Imagine if kingdom, God-fearing Christian men and women held 100% of the highest seats of power in the world. What would the world look like then? Just imagine it. Imagine if kingdom... God-fearing Christian men and women held 80% of the world's wealth. What would the world look like then? Do you think that maybe world hunger would be solved? Now imagine if the Lord's remnant, those who truly belong to the Lord's church, were in control of the entertainment industry. Imagine if they were in control of the educational system. <laughs> Talk about putting God back in the schools. We would know our Bible. <laughs> Do you all see what I'm getting at? The Lord has given us a special gift. The gift of his Holy Spirit, which empowers us to live greater, live beyond our natural capacity. So, of course, we're going to do some incredible things. We're going to do some supernatural things. Of course, we're going to make an astronomical impact. If we're faithful with little, God will bless us with much. 
So why is it that we're happy to have little, but we reject the much? Maybe it's because every time you've been elevated, it sparked jealousy and envy within your friend group. Maybe it's because people enjoyed seeing you at a certain level and they were comfortable with you doing great things as long as they don't perceive you as a head of or better than them. Maybe you desire to fit into small spaces you've just outgrown. Maybe you're trying to be validated by people who aren't even valid. Maybe you want to be accepted by people more than you want to pursue the call of God on your life. Oh, did that one step on your toes a little bit? Because I'm just calling a spade and a spade. I mean, if... If you're really downplaying and belittling yourself for the sake of making people more comfortable, what you're telling me is that you want to be accepted by people more than you want to pursue the call of God in your life. Come on. You got to snap out of it, confident woman. You belittle yourself. You assume false humility. You downplay the very woman of God that you were created to be. It's like saying, no, thank you, God. I don't want to do big things in your name. I just want to do average things for you so that I can still be liked and accepted by people who are lukewarm. Woman of God. I need to just coach you a little bit, just shake you up a little bit. I'm like standing forehead to forehead. Just imagine me putting my hands on your face and just giving you a little shake. I need to get in your grill just a little bit so that you can raise up into your God-given, God-assigned mantle the vision that god gives me is you are standing on a hill and you're and god is placing a cape on you and you're brushing the cape off no 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 no. stand on the place where god has placed you and assume that position your time of playing small is over god is calling us to believe you are not the example i am jesus christ served as the ultimate example of how i want my people to live You are simply a messenger. You are a mailman of the good news of the gospel. But in fact, you know what? In some ways, you are the example. You are the example of how anyone could be saved by grace through faith. You are the example of how my grace is sufficient and how my power is made perfect in your weakness. You are the example that neither death nor life, angels nor demons, present or future, height nor depth, nothing in all creation will be able to separate you from my love. So I guess in some ways you are the example. Don't get in your own way because you feel like you don't deserve it. My plans for you are bigger than your feelings. I want to use you as a tool to build my church. Listen, girl, you're great because he chose you. You're powerful because he chose you. You're valuable because he chose you. You are worthy because he chose you. God does not make junk. God doesn't redeem something that he doesn't see value in. You have inherent value because God proved it to you. He invested in you, believing you would yield a return. Hmm. Think about the parable of the talents. He gave one servant five talents. That servant doubled it. He gave another servant two talents. That servant doubled it. The master gave the third servant one talent. And that servant was wicked and lazy and did not multiply it. He was not faithful with what he was given. God expects a return. Think about it this way. Imagine if someone invested an apple before it was apple because they saw the vision. Imagine if someone invested in Facebook before it was Facebook because they saw the potential. 
In the same way, God invested in you before he even fixed you up. Before he transformed you. The scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That means that when we were the villain, the hero died for us. When we were that, that we bought ugly houses, we were that ugly house. And he bought us, seeing our potential. And through the payment, the investment of the blood of Jesus Christ, his only son, he purchased us. And he invested in us by depositing his Holy Spirit within us, transforming us from the inside out. And why? Because he saw what you could be. He had faith in you before you ever had faith in him. He knew you would yield a return if you don't faint, if you remain faithful, if you abide in him, if you shine your light, if you don't downplay yourself, if you truly believe that he is the God who called you, and if you truly believe that you are the one he called. Don't settle for average and ordinary. Believe big. Let go of spaces and circles that can no longer handle you. Be okay with people misunderstanding you. We need you. The world needs you to readily receive the place that God has for you as a confident woman of God. All right, guys, that's the end of today's conversation. If you're a part of the Confident Woman community, then do your part. Leave a review, a five-star podcast rating, and spread the word. If you haven't already, join our Facebook community and follow us on Instagram at Confident Woman Co. As always, stay confident.